0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Come on, let's give the King of Glory, the Lord God Almighty, a good praise here today. Come on. I'm sure we can do much better than that for the Lord for this whole week. Come on, He's worthy, He's faithful. Father, we thank you for this awesome opportunity we have to come before the throne of the Almighty God. We ask that you will fill this place with your Shekinah presence right now. That healings will take place all over this building, over in the overflows, San Antonio, Cape Town. That miracles take place, deliverance take place. Father, I thank you for the encounters of the supernatural today. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. God bless you. To my mom and my dad, my spiritual parents, thank you so much for this opportunity again, and we love you sincerely from the depth of our hearts, Lillian, myself, and the whole family. We love you so much. Thank you for what you mean to me and my wife, especially to Lillian. You've walked a long road with us and with her, especially, and thank you so much for all the impartation. Some, you know, she sounds like you when she prays. So sometimes she prays in the morning, and I am thinking, what's mom doing here in the in the house? But a great impartation and to Apostle Theo, my spiritual father, for guiding me. You know, uh, Mom, 1993, uh, that was the first time I, I really had an encounter with Apostle Theo. And uh, that was at my dad's funeral in, in October this month, 1993. And I stood by the casket and Apostle Theo walked up and he said, From today I'll be your father. And at that time, please understand, 1993, fatherhood and spiritual fathers didn't make much sense to me so that was 1993 at that moment uh, I was still working for Alberton Hardware as a salesman selling paint I had no clue about God had no clue about tithing and confessions and all that stuff five years later we went to full-time ministry in 1998 and under the covering of Christian Family Church Apostle Thieu and them. And now we're celebrating in relationship, 29 years with Apostle Theo, Pastor Bev, mom and dad. And we're going strong and we give God the praise for people that change your life. I would have never walked by faith. I, wouldn't have, I would have probably not be standing here if it wasn't the teachings of faith, confession, and uh, the, you know, just the faith in, in me as a son. And like I said, I had nothing then, nothing. I borrowed my mom's car, that's all I had. I had nothing to my name. And then when we started the church, um, Apostle Theo started, you know, uh, we, we built a relationship. And then 2009, we built our big building. And Apostle Theo came there. Um, but before he came, he actually phoned me. He says, I was gymming this morning and the Lord said, uh, I need to sow 100,000 rand into this project. He didn't know that we needed that money there that day to lay the foundation, the floor, the concrete slab for the church. They delivered the check at my house. We deposited that. we laid the, the concrete slab for our building that we 're still in today and that 's how we believe God from nothing to seed and that seed today has produced a harvest. Let me just tell you Mom that the properties we have now we are we are nearly on ninety nine zero million rands worth of assets just because of That seed that was laid, and that seed from there started producing, producing more buildings, more homes. We own a whole block. The church bought out all the homes in the area. We have 140 homes. We still need a couple of hundreds, well, just over a hundred, and then we will have a whole community of homes as a church. Don't be limited by your building. When the supernatural power of God comes upon you and you come alongside and you submit, there is nothing that can stop you from progressing and advancing in your life. Association is everything. And so it with your life, sow into the associations, honor your mom, your dad, and it's a great honor for me to be here. My assignment for today, I want to speak about the presence of the Lord. This is my assignment. This is who I am. And I think if I can help you today, I want to give you some, some insight on the presence of God. And I want to teach you on how to access the manifested presence of God upon your life. We cannot be affected into, uh, effective in today's world if we don't understand the mysteries that secures the manifested presence of God in your life as an individual. The book of Haggai chapter 2 You can go and turn there. Verse number 6 to verse number 9. It says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Once more in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace, says the Lord. There are five parts to the end time agenda of God. And I want to just touch a little bit on that and lay this foundation. The first thing that you'll see is a shaking taking place. How many of you know that we are seeing shakings all over? The earth is shaken, the atmosphere is shaken, hurricanes, tornadoes, everything. I mean, the whole world is being shaken and the atmosphere. Everything is shaken. COVID came in and shook people, shook churches, businesses, families. Uh, South Africa is being shaken right now. We have recession. We have all these things going on. That's all part of the end time signs, agendas. You'll see this. After the shaking, you will see number two, a revival coming. Say revival. How many of you are ready for a Revival. I'm not here to tell you and to entertain you today but I'm here to tell you that there's coming a move of the Holy Ghost. A move that we've seen many years back will come back to the church of Jesus where people will line around the buildings. People will will stream into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you today, you will hear my words. Revival is coming. The word revival means to bring back to life which is dead. What has died during COVID? Praise has died. Worship has died church going has died giving has died the fear of the lord has died we could go through the list so god is going to bring a revival in these things again in the church of jesus and the third thing that will take place will be a harvest of souls they will flood in god's going to empower believers to gather in the harvest I, I want to decree over every man of God here today that we're not just going to see 10 and 50 people on a Sunday anymore. The harvest is coming. Your family is coming. Come on. Your children are coming. Your family members that have been out of church for a long time, they're coming back in the name of Jesus. A harvest of souls is coming. Fourth thing, and this is where I'm coming in for today, is the end time glory of God. On the agenda today, of God is the glory of God I'm telling you in the in the end time we have to understand three things the exaltation of Jesus Christ the name of Jesus we have to understand the kingdom what apostle, apostle few taught on on the name of Jesus apostle wellington taught on the kingdom and the third thing is that we have to understand the protocols or the principles of this mystery of the presence of God the church is in a deficit of understanding the glory and the presence of God. We understand everything about prosperity. We understand everything about everything. But when you ask somebody, tell me about the glory, they'll tell you it's a cloud, it is feathers, it's something mystical. And that is not the glory of God. And that's why we're not seeing a move of the glory of God because we don't have an understanding of this beautiful atmosphere of the topic on the glory of God. So we see the five parts of the agenda of God. Number one is shaking. Number two, a revival. Number three, a harvest of souls. Number four, the end time glory of God. And number five will be the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the agenda of God right now in heaven. That God is setting out for his church. And there are dimensions we have to understand of the presence of God and of the, the supernatural power of God. The supernatural starts with faith. Say this with me, faith. You cannot access the realm of the Spirit without faith. It's impossible. You have to understand faith. I had the privilege of meeting a Prophet Glenda Jackson a couple of months ago. And um, she, she shared this on, in one of the programs. And she said she died and she went to be with the Lord. As she walked into heaven, Jesus was asking her the question. He said to her, Glenda, what do you think I am praying for, for my people right now on the earth? She says, it must be miracles. And Jesus said to her, no, the cross has done that. She was a bit taken back. She said, okay, what about deliverance? That's a children's bread. And And Jesus answered her and he said, the cross has done the work. She said, well, then it must be prosperity coming to the body of Christ. And he said, no, the cross has taken care of the curse. And, and she said, what are you praying for, Jesus, our intercessor? He says, I pray that my people's faith will not fail them. I'm telling you, your, your heavenly father, Lord Jesus is praying right now. As she stood there, she saw angels coming from the earth up with shields. She looked at that, she asked Jesus, what is that? He said, that is the shield of faith that my people are not using and angels are bringing it back to the throne of the Father. May that not happen today in this building. Come on, I don't want my shield of faith to go back. We need to have mega faith in this end time move of God. Shout faith. So faith works by the law of expectation. And then we have the anointing, which is so beautiful, and I love the anointing. The anointing is when God works through a man to people. And that's beautiful and it's all wonderful. And the anointing works on the on the law of supply and demand. If you don't place a demand on the anointing, you, there will not be a supply to them. The woman with the issue of blood had to touch him, press through, broke all the rules of even being in public and touch him. When she touched him, virtue flew out of him. The anointing started flowing. And then we have the realm of the glory of God. The glory of God works on the law of hunger. If you're not hungry for the glory, it shall not manifest. And I want to speak a little bit about the glory of God. So these are the dimensions of the supernatural. Faith, the anointing, the glory. And number four is the presence of God. In the glory of God, you've seen this this whole week. Last night was a perfect example. Apostle Theo came up. And started by in the word of knowledge, healing people through the Holy Spirit, not laying not laying his hand on one person. In the anointing, he had to, he, if the anointing was here, he had to lay his hands on everybody. But there was a different realm of God here, lost where the glory of God comes, and he touches a man right there in the back, touches people in the overflow, touches people in San Antonio, touches people in Cape Town. I was this week in Cape Town while I was preaching online. A woman 300 kilometers away from the meeting got totally healed of blindness. That is the power when the glory of God comes. Then I don't work for God, then he works by himself. And the glory of God is coming back to the church. I want to make an announcement today. The end time move of God will be about the glory of God. It will not be about a man. It will not be about an organization. It will not be about celebrities. It will be about the Lord Jesus, the King of glory. Come on, if you believe it, shout amen. Amen. Shout glory. glory. So the glory of God is what we pursue. The Bible says that Jesus is coming back for a... Glorious church. If we don't enter into the realm of the glory, we are not going to see the return of Jesus. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says, For the earth will be filled with what? The knowledge, the understanding of the glory of the Lord. And because we don't understand the glory, it doesn't manifest. We think it's a smoke cloud or whatever. The glory of God, listen to me, is visible. It's tangible. Jesus said to Mary and Martha, do you believe? They said, Lazarus is dead. He says, do you believe? Faith. Yes, we believe. Today, you will see my glory. Lazarus, come forth. So what is the glory of God? Stay with me. The glory of God is the character of God. It's everything about Him. That's the glory of God. Healing, deliverance, peace, joy, everything about Him. His character. The glory is who God is. So if we say the glory is here, you'll start seeing miracles happening, Presence come. Deliverance come. Joy comes. I mean, if you were here last night, you you would have seen the glory of God. That is the manifestation of the glory. Moses said please show me your glory and he did when those 10 plagues come he was not involved in any of those things he stood back and saw how God started moving he saw the glory now the presence and this is where I want to take you the presence is not the glory the presence the word presence means panim, which means the face of So when I say His presence is here, that means He has turned His face. My people will humble themselves and pray, seek Him. We heard about prayer. I will turn my presence, turn my presence, my face towards my people. There are three dimensions to the presence of God. Please write this down. The presence of God consists out of three dimensions. Number one, the omnipresence of God. That means God is everywhere right now. Everywhere. He's in the mall. He's here. He's everywhere. That's the omnipresence of God. In Psalms chapter number um, 139 verse 7 to verse number 12, he speaks about this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I go? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I if I say, Surely darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light around me. Indeed, darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light shall be shall both be alike unto you. In other words, even if there is darkness, when the light comes, His presence comes, He's there. So the first dimension of the presence of God is the omnipresence. Secondly, is the Emmanuel presence of God. God with us. Now He's not everywhere. Now He comes closer. That's in the book of Matthew chapter 18 verse 20. For where two or three are gathered, in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. And then the third dimension is the Shekinah presence of God. Say Shekinah. The Shekinah is the manifested presence of God. Now He's not everywhere. Now He's not just showing up where two or three are. Now He becomes real. When the Shekinah comes, things start moving in the realm of the Spirit. And the earth is affected by that dimension. In the first two, two you don't see miracles. In the Shekinah presence of God, you see miracles, signs, and wonders. Exodus chapter 40, and you can go and read it. Verse 34 says this, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, the Shekinah. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting. Let me tell you, when the glory of God comes, it can withhold people from entering into a building. I was preaching in a church and and a Satanist came and he said, you know, that evening, he was there the morning. That evening says, tonight we're going to come and disturb the service. I said, let them come. When they came and the the usher shook their hand, greeted them at the door. The power of God hit that man 10 meters from the door into the parking lot, breaking his arm. Bones coming through Had to rush him to hospital. Just hello but the power of God the Shekinah presence of God let me tell you no demon no principality no power can come against the glory of God so when the glory of God comes needs are met Philippians chapter 4 verse number 19 my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in why are we not getting our needs made? Because we hang around out of the glory of God. When the glory of God comes, I'm telling you today, you will see your needs made. Miracles will happen. It will be effortless. It will be miraculous because of the glory of the Lord. Somebody shout the glory of the Lord. So I want to give you things that guarantees a believer, according to Scripture, When the presence of God rests upon somebody, it guarantees a couple of things. Number one, according to scripture, when the presence of God is upon you, you will have supernatural favor. Shout that supernatural favor. Shout it again, supernatural favor. How many of you want the favor of God? I'm not talking about normal favor. I'm talking about above and beyond favor. That while you sit here, things can start moving for you. Amen. I don't, work, I don't serve a God that works eight to five Standard Bank, First National Bank hours. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Come on. I need some people that believe God for some ridiculous miracles in their lives. Where they only need the favor of God to come. When the doors are closed, you need the favor of God. Favor, miraculous favor, supernatural favor. Joseph had that. Genesis chapter 39, verse number 2, and then verse 21, it says, The Lord was with Joseph. So he was successful. So he succeeded in everything he did. When the presence of God comes upon you, success is the evidence of that. Then verse number 21, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The second thing that will take place when the presence of God is upon you, not only will you see favor, but you will see supernatural rest. Rest from all troubles. Let me read you the scripture in Exodus chapter 33, verse 10 and onwards. It says there, And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped. Each man in his own tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. presence, As a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people. But, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by your name. Wonderful. And you've also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray. If I found grace and sight and, and favor in your sight, show me now your way, principles. That I may know you and that I might find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. I declare rest upon the people of God today in the name of Jesus. Some of you are facing challenges. Some of you facing doctor's reports. Some of you facing stuff here. I command rest in your soul today. May the presence of God rest upon you in a very supernatural way. And may the presence come and bring rest to you third thing, third sign of the presence of God. Tangible signs when people operate in the presence of God is that there will be supernatural protection and preservation against all these things that's happening around the world. If you take take an expensive gift and they wrap it, this is what they do. Even if that gift falls out of the person's hand, it will not break because it was wrapped carefully. That's what the presence of God does to an individual. It wraps itself around That's why you can go and pray for people who are sick and not become sick. Because you are wrapped in the presence of God. Let me tell you church, in this end time, there is coming more economy disasters. There's coming more bombings. I saw this morning another killing in a school shootout. I mean, the world is crazy. Bombs are going off. Terrorists are crazy. The people of God need supernatural protection. Our children need supernatural protection. And we need to have the presence of God upon us that wherever we go, we are protected from these end time spirits running around. And number four. And are scriptures for all of these. Psalms chapter 23 says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Number four. Honor will be upon a person who carries the presence. Say honor. Psalms, uh, Isaiah chapter 43, excuse me. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I've given Egypt to you as your ransom, Ethiopian Seba in exchange for you because you are precious in my sight. You are honored and I love you. I will give other men in return for you and other people in exchange for your life. Do not fear for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and I will gather them from the west. Psalms chapter eight, verse number four, it says this, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the Elohim. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. As I come in for a close this morning. How do I secure the manifested presence of God in this end time move? Number one. You need to have a passion for God. How do I secure the presence of God upon my life by having a passion for God not for not for things some the problem is we love ministry more than Jesus we love miracles more than Jesus we love the anointing more we love leadership more we love all the stuff more than Jesus if these things are above Jesus we are in trouble I cannot love the pulpit more than Jesus I have to have a passion for God <laughs> How do I secure the presence of God? I have a passion for Him. The Bible says in in, in, in John chapter 14, He says, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me and he will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and manifest ourselves to him. Make him our whole. The second thing is, you need to have a desire to please God. That means you need to have a total obedience towards God. If I want to carry the presence of God, I have to be totally obedient to Him. Our dad taught us 99% obedience is still disobedience. A total obedience to God guarantees the presence of God upon our lives. Number three, intense prayer and worship intense. I'm not talking about praying five minutes. I'm talking about intense prayer. If you're praying less than 20 minutes before you go and preach, you're playing. With, don't even be in ministry. You need to be a prayer warrior. You need to be intense in your prayer. You need to come to God in prayer. Not because you want stuff, because you want to have a relationship with Him. So how do I secure the should the Shekinah upon my life? I am. I'm in prayer. I'm in worship. Number four, is the fear of God. The fear of God will keep you on the cutting edge in the spirit. The fear of God is what differentiates people. When I walk in the fear of God, when you walk in the fear of God, you will guarantee the presence of the Almighty God upon your life. And it's time that the fear of God comes back in the church. We have too many replacements, and you know why the presence of God lifts from a ministry is because we compromise truth. We play around with the truth. We need to get back into truth and that the presence of God comes back. And when the fear of God returns in the church, we will have an explosion of the power of God in every meeting. Number five, humility. Humility. For me, I and I want to speak about this, but we travel around the world. I've been at hotels where we check in and a man man of God stands in front of me and he checks in and he throws his toys out because he's not getting the right room. The air is not right. Carpets is not right. There's not enough yellow M&Ms. Not sitting in the front row. I'm thinking, where's the church? No humility. We need to come back to humility again. And number five, last one, is this. How do I secure the presence of God? Sacrifice. I know this generation doesn't know that word. But let me tell you, like Apostle Theodad, where he locked himself away in a room, that was sacrifice. The result you're seeing here is not because there's a program or there's seven and a half thousand balloons. It was because there was prayer of sacrifice. May the house of God be called again a house of prayer. Not a house of man, but a house of prayer. Come on, how many of you believe it's going to come back in the church? It's going to take sacrifice a zoom meeting, sacrifice coming to the house of God. A sacrificial offering unlocks the realm of the spirit upon your life. So I want to release it over you right now. Lift your hands wherever you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release a hunger for your presence right now all over this place. May churches go to new realms of the presence. Business go to new realms of the presence of God. Would you pray in the Holy Ghost please and just ask the Lord to give you a desire for the presence of God, a hunger for the presence of God, in Jesus' name. Come, let me hear you pray here. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmeritz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God.